0: Happy Samhain and Halloween. This is our first holiday we are celebrating together, and one that's quite relevant to this podcast's interests. In this episode, we are going to be explaining and exploring the pagan festival Samhain, which has now translated into the more popular holiday All Hallows Eve or Halloween. We will also talk about spirits as the veil is thin, different realms, and shadow work in regards to sexuality. So, what is Samhain? Samhain is a pagan festival marking the end of the harvest and the beginning of winter, a return to darkness. Hence the spooky vibes. Most pagan holidays are connected to nature and mark the transitions between the seasons. Uh, So, you guys celebrate Samhain, right? Yes, ma'am. Every time. (laughs) One of the main things... um, that is a theme for this whole season is that the veil is thin. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I want to just kind of go over like what does it mean that the veil is thin and
1: um, how do you guys connect to the spirit realm during this time? Honestly, as a psychic medium, I don't. I like get swamped enough during the year. (laughs) It's actually a time where I tend to not connect with spirit as much and kind of do – light protection work around myself? Because for me, it can just be a little bit overwhelming. Mm. The veil specifically, not celebrating <laughs> <laughs> Uh
2: For me, I feel like it's a time where I just think about um, myself less and honor uh, those who came before me, especially mm. those ancestors um, that may have been lost recently. And so um, it's something, especially in the last like five years, I've been trying to put more effort into is um, collecting old photos um, of ancestors as far, I've gone as far back as the early 1800s. And it makes my heart so happy. I don't have all of them, but um, I'm doing what I can to kind of just try to feel connected to to my blood. (laughs)
0: That's so beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, I remember Mm -hmm. it was maybe a few months ago when you were doing a lot of work um, researching your
2: genealogy and your connection to, um, is it Ireland? Yeah, like Ulster, Ireland, where there were apparently a lot of witch trials, Mm -hmm. and so there was believed to be a connection there. Um, my grandfather was adopted, so that may very well be where that comes from, there's no way to be a hundred percent sure, but these ancestry DNA tests have definitely been narrowing it down. Mm, that's so cool. Quite a bit. <laughs> it's very, it's very interesting stuff. But you know, regardless of who exactly my ancestors were, I'm just trying to. Um, I believe that you can, you know, heal yourself and heal your your line in that way. And mm. I've met a lot of mother and daughter. Um, relationships where they have they believe that their line of women just constantly has this these like just karmic issues Mm. uh of just pain and trauma and so on and so forth and they're like okay this ends with us this ends with you know you know my mother and my daughter so that it doesn't continue with her daughter and so on. And mm. I just think that's really beautiful acknowledging that you can, you know, you have to do the work to heal yourself to heal your ancestors.
0: Absolutely. I love ancestral healing mm-hmm. and it's something that I'm looking to dive into more. Um and so ancestral healing really is what it sounds like it's where you do mm-hmm. the the healing work Both for yourself and for those that came before you. And um by doing that, you really do soothe the um the bloodline and like you can connect with like spirits and um, you know, people in your family. Um but yeah, so for me, I've done a lot of uh Ouija boards (laughs) during Mm -hmm. this time since I was a kid. So I feel like that was just something I did for fun a lot when I was younger and it never was a scary thing or spooky thing. It was more, um, I've always been too hesitant, so I'm very curious (laughs) about your experience. I can't wait to hear more. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was just like a playful kind of childlike thing for me to do. I think during this time and throughout the year, I guess, but, um, I make my own Ouija boards, and I've definitely connected to a few spirits in that way. Um, But I feel like if you have a friendly approach with ghosts and with spirits and communicate very clearly, like, I'm choosing to engage with you this much, and when you are ready to stop communication, just uh, verbalize that, and I feel like they respect your boundaries. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm gonna try this delicious food that you made tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I made a it's uh, appropriate for Sawin <laughs> harvest vibes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah, vegan risotto. Mm-hmm. Um, so the seasonal shifts are magical, as there is a lot of energy changing, moving, shifting, and Sawin marks the beginning of the darker half of the year, and with longer nights, there is more potential for mystery and magic. This is a time to be believed um, when the veil between our world and the afterlife is at its thinnest, um, but also a time to begin to go inward, connect with our own darkness, our dreams, and the realms, the realms above and below. Um, <clears throat> So maybe we could touch upon shadow work a little bit because I feel like that's a beautiful practice to do during this
2: time of year as well. Absolutely. I would completely agree with that. And it's something that's definitely helped me personally. And um, I think it's something when like kind of touching back to when we were talking about self-care a couple episodes back, I believe that shadow work is like an integral part of self-care as well. It's like the ugly side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like not the pretty fun stuff. Um, But just really looking in the mirror and kind of dealing with certain things in myself that I want. Going inward and kind of letting go of ego and shedding some skin and shedding old behavioral and thought patterns
0: mm-hmm.
2: has really been key, especially... 2018 for me so it's it's so it's it's like blood sweat and tears but Mm -hmm. it's like worth every minute and i feel like if you are or have been through your saturn return then you've probably done some shadow work (laughs) because it's super necessary
1: yeah i'm midway through my saturn return right now and and it's Oh man, I'm not there
0: yet. I'm so scared. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly,
1: like it's for me, the first half was darker. And then the second half has been much more beautiful, kind of embracing the transformation instead of trying to push against it. That's
2: very on point.
1: And I think with shadow work, it can be the same way. It's sometimes hard to mourn the parts of ourselves that we're letting go. But acknowledging that that creates space for the person that we're becoming.
2: Mm, That's beautiful. You're like becoming a butterfly. Mm
1: -hmm. I heard a quote the other day, which is if you saw a butterfly while it was still in its chrysalis, it would be like very troubling to look at, to say the least. It'd be Mm -hmm. very confusing. You wouldn't understand it. It, Some people would say it's ugly, Mm. but it's just transformation. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, shadow
0: work really happened in 2017. And it was so funny because I remember... um, I was doing a lot of reading about Carl Jung. Um, mm. Carl Jung is an amazing uh, both philosopher and psychiatrist, and um, just an amazing person to read about if you're into all of those things. And he has, um, he's the one who came up with the Myers Briggs test. Um, he also has this theory of archetypes, and archetypes are different. Um, kind of like social identities that we take on. Like there's the protagonist, there's the warrior, there's um, the the fool, the jester, you know, all these sort of um, uh, roles that we take on throughout our lives. Um, and some people identify with certain ones. And so the archetype is who you portray to the world. And uh, the other side of that is the shadow self, um, which really coincides with a lot of witchcraft, Uh, mystical spiritual ideologies as well so if you're really
2: interested in doing shadow work I would say look up Carl Jung as well Um, I'm so glad you brought him up Mm -hmm. I was considering not name dropping I was afraid I would not explain him as eloquently so I'm so glad that you just (laughs)
0: Yeah, so I got really... (laughs) sitting here smiling like, thank you. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) I got really into um, Carl Jung in 2017 and uh, another author, Clarissa Pinkola Estes, I'm a huge fan of her. Um, She wrote the book, Women Who Run With Wolves. Um, And I was like, oh, wow, like I really want to do shadow work. This is going to be so (laughs) much fun. I get to embrace all my darkness. And wow, I really got got it handed to me. Um, And I really had these things that I had been suppressing and um, different parts of my personality and identity that I didn't know how to deal with and had never dealt with. And it was so healing and very challenging to do shadow work. And I remember this one ritual I did with myself. Um, I took a bath and I was drinking kava. So kava is a consciousness shifting herb. Mm -hmm. And it has been used in many cultures. And for me, I used it to connect to the spirit realm. So I was in the bath, I was drinking kava, I had my eyes closed and I had some things happen where I needed to work on the shadow stuff. And I just got this gut feeling that I needed to speak these words out loud. And I said all of these awful things about myself that I felt to be true. And I was just like, I'm a liar. I'm lazy, I'm disgusting, just like literally I had to verbalize everything and for some reason by just speaking it out into the universe there was this release that came with it and I feel like there was so much shame in holding on to all these like scary parts of myself but once I just owned it and I think that's what shadow work is, is owning all the parts of yourself.
2: That was a long rant. Sorry, guys. And, own, <laughs> and <laughs> <own> <laughs> the stories that you tell yourself about yourself mm-hmm. and letting go of those. Because that's what some of that is, too. Some of that negative self-talk is you begin to own this story of I am this. I am – and especially now in this digital age of, you know, like that's why I hate writing my social media bios. Because I'm like, <laughs> oh, like – I mean, I don't want to know who you are. I want to know how you are. So when I'm describing like all these, uh, you know, writer, model, I just, it's so, it feels funny to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me tell you about my shadow side. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, that's, there's these, I do these things, but who I am is like, Mm -hmm. so, you know, beyond. So,
0: This is, yeah, again, a great time to do some shadow work, and I feel like the spirits can help you out. So celebrating Samhain. How do y'all celebrate
1: Samhain? What do you guys do? I have year-round, I have a living seasonal altar that's right next to the front door of my house, and at the beginning of each season, I, like, redecorate it. So that I've already done, um...
2: Oh, you do (laughs) too. I'm like smiling like, oh, we do the same thing. It's so cute.
1: Um, And I love that as a practice. It really helps me integrate with the change of the seasons. Um, So I do make it slightly different over Samhain, but it's kind of – I'm I love Samhain so we were just talking about this before we started recording as soon as it's October 1st I'm like yep it's begun already <laughs> <laughs> um so I do make some slight changes to that and it's I do this again on New Year's but I do like to write down things that I'm ready to let go of and I burn them in my fireplace mm. oh, I love that. that's a big important practice for me
2: yeah, I'm very connected to fire, as we all
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> know <Okay>. my... <laughs> You're my a pyro. Brain, so <laughs> I, uh,
2: I'm basically, like, just trying to watch it until I get... Like, when, every time I light a match, I will, like, let it burn till like, it gets close to my nail or my fingertip mm-hmm. until I'm, like, boop. Or, I'll, you know, I've just always been so, like... It's never been a secret. Fire so. is so beautiful. Candles and fire and fireplaces and fire pits.
1: One of the things I like to put on my altar at Selwyn is a white and a black candle and I put them right next to each other and I burn them at the same time and really enjoy watching them kind of drip and melt together. It's beautiful. And it's so important. So many people are reluctant to embrace darkness and not just within themselves, but even just the change of seasons. Mm. But I love it because it's change. Mm. So I really celebrate the... Shortening days, the long nights, mm-hmm. the turning inward, the cups mm-hmm. of tea in
2: bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cozy vibes. of the fireplace. <laughs> and the white and black is such like a balance of that light yeah. and dark and to remind us of that death and rebirth and yeah. mm-hmm. everything. And I feel like that is also part of what it's about is, you know, not, it's not just like think it's not death like grieving. It's like respecting. Yeah. It. And I feel like I learned something new about death every year.
0: I just uh, yesterday composted the soil in my garden, Mm. which was such a beautiful experience. I'd never done that before. Um, And this compost uh, is just months and months and months of like food. And it has become the most like nutrient rich, like combination of decay and potential for new growth um so I put that on my soil and I, I really didn't think about it, it as like a sawin ritual perfect. but like I'm getting the soil ready for um for new life but I'm really like enjoying the the compost vibes yeah
2: <laughs> I love that I've had on my produce pieces. I have I have yet to collect like a large amount of compost, but I heard that coffee grounds were really great for the garden and I instead of waste it, like I don't want them down the drain, it'll ruin it and I don't want them in the trash. So I just put them out. I dumped them out in the yard from my French press. Great. And then when my peppers or, you know, a tomato fails, like a squirrel or a bird comes, takes one one bite out of it and leaves it neglected. And the poor thing is just there, sad. You know, I I take anything, especially with seeds, if it's dying, and just chop it off and replant it right near the other one. Mm. So when that's with sunflowers even, that's brought me new ones and it's, Mm. It's so lovely. Even when that, those roaring fires happened in L.A., all that ash mm. made my rose garden bloom. So yeah. again, just, just these respecting and honoring these concepts of death and rebirth.
0: Mm, yeah, definitely. Fire ritual for sure. So, so essential I feel mm. for Samhain. Other great things to do um, would be eating seasonal foods like yes. root vegetables, pumpkins, apples. And you guys said you adorn your altar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so those, those are little d- mini
1: pumpkins yeah. on there yes. right little little now. Little yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I just, I love cooking uh, root vegetables during this time
2: of year. It's I so roasting great. roasting vegetables. Do you like, remember how I texted you about sweet potatoes earlier? Yeah. Like, seriously, <laughs> I eat sweet potatoes like every day this time mm. of year. Mm. So
1: good. All good. The time. I love pebble sweet potatoes because they taste mm. like chestnuts, which reminds me. Of autumn, like back home in Australia, because we would have chestnut festivals.
2: What? Was chestnut festivals? That yeah. sounds like a good time.
1: And like wow. we would make chestnuts and like walk around carrying them
2: in our pockets to keep our hands warm. Also oh. butternut squash. Oh my goodness! So oh good. my god! We should post some recipes on our website. Yeah. Like here's
0: some delicious. Yeah, we absolutely even
2: yeah. 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 like think autumn teas. Like earth. I love <sighs> making tea. for a while. That was a cat. Yes, it should be. On our <laughs> <point>. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, tea, different herbs that we use. Um, I did, uh, autumn equinox, uh, ceremony, um, that Bella was at so and I made this, uh, cinnamon clove passion vine tea. So delicious. It was really yummy. That sounds so amazing. I wish I could have been there. Oh, next time. <laughs> um, divination and rituals to connect to spirits, candle magic, drinking mead,
2: mold mm. wine, cider, and also setting candy out for spirits yes. to eat. And food and drink. I just leave them a serving of everything mm-hmm. essentially that I eat. It's like you just share, <laughs> share your goodies with
0: the dead. My partner is half Cuban and he grew up in a home that practiced Santero uh, Mm -hmm. and they always had um, offerings for all the different saints. Um, I believe saints are the right word. But yeah, he told me that there's uh, one specific uh, spirit that was just like really into candy and you always had to have candy set out. (laughs) It's cute, yeah.
2: I love that.
0: Samhain is a pagan Festival that is on the wheel of the year. And the wheel of the year is uh, if you just imagine a circle. And the wheel of the year coincides with different moon phases, different um, seasons of the year, uh, different times of our lives. And if we follow along with the wheel of the year, it is a regenerative cycle, it's the death rebirth cycle. Um, so the opposite of Sawin is Beltane, which is a springtime festival, which is the celebration of the lovers, and it's all like sweet and sexy and fun springtime vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's when the feminine, and the masculine meet and we begin the time of the year that is more masculine, which is the time of the sun uh, when everything is really bright. And right now with saw we are descending into darkness and that's yin energy. So we are going into the time of the year that is more dominated by feminine energy. Um, so that's something that we can incorporate into our sex magic practice, um, honoring the goddess, the dark goddess Lilith, um, Persephone. really mm-hmm, Persephone, yeah. um, all of the all of the babes that are on the High Priestess card, <laughs> yeah. um, which is a card in tarot. If you do not know. I'm going to explain what the Great Rite is. And this is a really powerful sex magic ritual. Um, It's a traditional pagan uh, Wiccan ritual. The Great Rite is the actual or symbolic sexual intercourse of the male and female divine powers. This does not mean literally, uh, but metaphorically. The energies of masculine and feminine, which are not about gender or sexual preference. The Great Rite is the symbolic or literal uh, representation of the connection and union of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And a way that you can perform the great rite is to have actual sexual intercourse or you can visualize the union of the masculine and feminine. You can do this in a representational way with, like you guys said, with a black candle and a white candle or you can do this with um, a chalice and a dagger, representing the feminine and the masculine. Um, so really, you can interpret you can interpret the Great Rite in any ritual that you would like to perform as well. Um, but this is a great time of year to do so. Um, so I suppose we could maybe touch upon
1: feminine and masculine energy. Let's do it. I think that's also a really important aspect of duality at this time. We were just talking about the white and the black candle and those that can also be representative of your masculine and your feminine energies. I also wanted to mention that um, menstrually... This begins the time of the menstrual phase. So the dark time of your moon, turning inward, spending time reflecting, being indoors, snuggling under blankets. If it's not clear enough that I love snuggling under blankets, let me make (laughs) that clear. Um, And really honoring that feminine strength that I think is often misinterpreted in our society. Masculine energy is really idealized. The whole, I'm a big proponent of this, um philosophy, but the whole rise and grind ideation that Mm. our society has become obsessed with, like drinking 10 cups of coffee. Everything is about productivity. Mm. Newsflash, your worth isn't measured by your productivity. And in fact, you're just going to burn yourself out and become ineffective. So I think it's a beautiful time to evaluate how much of your masculine, active, outgoing energy you're using. And are you balancing that with turning inward and being more embracing of your feminine nature. And like uh, Tosca said, I think that that's really important for both genders. I'm not just talking about female identifying or female bodied people. Agreed. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: it's so true um, that our society really pushes us to have the, the like, oh, we have to go, go, go. And um, I feel like this is the time of the year that we really need to just take a step back, check in with ourselves, and really connect to that feminine mystery,
1: mm. the dark mystery the of the feminine, brings us inward. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's also the the beginning of the Crone, mm-hmm. the time of the Crone, um, which is the uh, the elder, the the representation of um, the woman who's passed. Her, her maiden phase, past her mother phase, um, and really tapping into that deep wisdom. And you can even visualize yourself as kind of like an old woman or visualize like a grandma figure
1: and kind of connect with that as a, as a way to tap into the crone. I think that's so beautiful. And releasing, we're going back to releasing that which no longer serves us, as we move through these different phases of life, it can be really hard to let go of them. Mm. You know, the maiden phase is, and I don't mean this negatively, a very selfish one. It's a very self-involved one where Mm -hmm. your main motivation is, you know, what brings you joy in exploring that. Mm. And I think the transition of the phases is something to be really honored as well. And even if you're not quite literally in the crone phase, reflecting on what have you learned this year?
2: What new wisdom do you have can be a really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that insight, Bella. I love everything the cat is doing right now. <laughs> yeah, my cat is uh, having a good time over here. He's <laughs> probably excited about our conversation. It's so appreciated though. Um especially during this episode. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I do feel like it's a time where I tend to reflect more. Um, I try to regularly, but I feel like I definitely always have, having grown up somewhere with, uh, you know, a real winter, I I had a really hard time with that. And Mm -hmm. I was going inward, but so deeply that I was finding myself in like an abyss. And so I know that, you know, for some people who might have, you know, seasonal affective depression or mm. just any kind of depression that it can be difficult. But, uh, you know, allow yourself to, to release, you know, it, to, you know, your feelings are valid and you can feel that pain if so needed. But allow yourself to re- release and uh, and cry if you need to, because I feel like that's part of that shadow work is just kind of like shedding that skin like a snake. And just remember, sometimes it's not going to be pretty. And that's okay.
1: Mm -hmm. That's so true. Also on a more practical note, get naked, go outside and get some naked sometime. Get those vitamin D levels boosted as we start
0: (laughs) getting DACA. Also something great to do.
2: And tea and baths.
0: Is to (laughs) stand outside barefoot on Mm -hmm. the soil. Mm -hmm. There have been a lot of scientific studies that that really helps with um, your mental state. And it's a great way to connect to like the darkness of the underworld mm. and our ancestors and the spirits is just to really like get our feet into the earth because that's, I mean, talk about composting. Mm. That's where so mm-hmm. much death and decay is.
2: <laughs> it's like a daily grounding ritual for me too, just to go outside and water the plants. Like I have enough of a fence that I can do it naked, even though sometimes I'm like, I'm hoping that there's no one working on like the foam lines or something. And I go out there, you know, completely naked and barefoot in the soil and water my plants. And it's just a brief moment in my morning to say hello to the sun and the earth before I zoom through this energy packed, productive, masculine energy day, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you have to give yourself those moments for balance. Couldn't agree
0: more. So I wanted to bring up a woman who was a very important figure in sex magic, and she was involved in the mystical occult community um, kind of during the Aleister Crowley times. Um, So her name was Ida Craddock, and she was one of the most badass babes in history. Like, she was super cool. Um, So she was not married She kind of had a few relationships that were uh, not really accepted at the time. Tell Um, us more. (laughs) So Ida Craddock started sharing her experiences with sex magic. And all of these people in her community were like, how are you having sex? You're not married. And she started to tell people that she actually was married. She had a husband, but he was a ghost. And so her ghost husband would visit her at night and teach her about the magic of like sexuality and taught her all of these sex magic practices. But I mean, we can only imagine if this was real or not and whether she was using that as a way to be single and have it kind of be accepted. I don't know. It was just such a great story. And when I researched cool her either way. Yeah. It was thinking <laughs> either way, I love it. Um, but a lot of her a lot of her teachings were about edging. Um which I feel like we're going to cover in a future episode. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> in a lot of cultures, edging is a, is a big tool in um, coming into that uh, magical sex state. So I wanted to bring up Ida
1: Craddock because, oh, she had sex with ghosts. That's funny because I actually wrote an article last week about spectrophilia. Which, oh right, is the fetish or penchant for having sex with ghosts. What I love so much about it is there's no way to prove or disprove if these people are having sex with ghosts. But I, so I've been extensively researching it. And there are people who are comfortable speaking out about this who truly believe, truly 100% believe they are in romantic and sexual relationships with ghosts. And one of these people who is a woman feels that she is going to start trying to conceive with her ghost lover. Oh, my God. hmm hmm I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited, too. So that's super cool and totally a thing, though I will say from my research that most people express it through masturbation, and pornography slash erotica. But still, pretty cool. Mm. I'm into it. Go sex.
2: Go sex.
1: All about it. As a psychic medium, I haven't tried it. But mm, I'm not opposed to some, like, ghost voyeurism maybe one day. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm going to invite them to play with me, though. Um, Can you report back if you do I that? <laughs> I will. <won. laughs>
2: I'm going to need more info on that. I haven't had any any run-ins I've I've sensed mm. energies but nothing that in the sexual way. <laughs> <laughs> I had an old place I lived in where I was pretty sure that there was an old nana hanging out. Know, um was she I was pretty Enjoy watching you. She, she she didn't seem to give a shit about <laughs> anything that was going on there. Um but cuz there there was definitely a lot of weird happening there. So but the
1: energy exchange like during sex is mm-hmm. really really intense. So I've always put up really strong boundaries beforehand and a little bit during in the beginning. That's mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. Cause I'm not like that to think about it at yeah. the time. See, the if level I were of a energy medium, you're creating, I would bring
2: people Probably want to do that too. Yeah. Pro tip. Yeah. So they don't join uninvited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only <environmentally laughs> in my house. <laughs> All right. Well
1: then. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, then go sex.
0: fucking. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Sex Magic podcast. You can find us at sexmagicpodcast.com on Instagram at sexmagicpodcast or send us an email or a recorded audio clip if you'd like us to answer your question live at sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com.